Hey, are you busy January 19th through the 20th? The Dairy Business Association will be hosting our annual Dairy Strong Conference in Madison, Wisconsin. Dairy Strong brings together farmers representing farms of all sizes and management philosophies to learn, engage, and explore the future of dairy. Farmers receive two free passes per farm when they register by November 1st. Learn more at dairyforward.com backslash dairy strong. Welcome to Dairy Stream, brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, sister organizations that fight for sensible dairy policy in Wisconsin and Washington, D.C. Dairy Stream focuses on issues affecting the dairy community and our customers. Hi, I'm your host, Mike Austin. Well, welcome to Dairy Stream. Today, a rather, should I say, a rather dairy interesting focus we have as we're talking about a dairy based beverage. Matter of fact, Good Sport launched a sport drink that is 97% dairy and aims to compete nationally against leading brands. This product launched with support from the Dairy Checkoff and other industry groups. And here to tell the story among our guests is Michelle McBride. She is the founder and CEO of Good Sport Nutrition. There's an interesting background story here. She actually was inspired to develop this product because she didn't want her son drinking sports drinks filled with artificial ingredients. So Michelle, good for you. I like that attitude and initiative. Also with us is KJ Burrington. She is retired when from the position of dairy ingredient, cultured products and beverage coordinator at the Center for Dairy Research at the UW at Madison, but she's still active in the dairy industry at ADPI. And we look forward to her insights as well as KJ will show us how the Center for Dairy Research really supported this product development. But let's begin with you, Michelle. And then KJ, if you don't mind, if you have anything to follow up with. But Michelle, product development, I think we all realize that can take some time, in some cases, several years. So can you kind of explain for our audience the process and just what took place? Sure. As you mentioned, I was looking for a healthier sports drink, a hydration beverage for my son. I didn't want him drinking the leading sports drinks that are filled with artificial ingredients and too much sugar. And I had been bringing him chocolate milk as a healthier alternative to drink after his games and practices. And that sort of sparked the idea of looking at milk as a source of hydration. And with a little bit of research, I learned milk is actually packed with electrolytes and had been scientifically shown to provide better hydration than traditional sports drinks and water. So armed with that information, I thought, wow, I have to try to make a sports drink out of milk. (laughs) I don't know why. I had to do it uh, with no background in it, but that leads me to what you were just asking about, which is the product development. You know, it's not easy to develop any type of food or beverage for commercialization, right? And it's especially difficult to do that with dairy. So the process I went through really started with working with a hydration expert, Dr. Bob Murray, co-founder and former director of the Gatorade Sports Science Institute for over 20 years. He's a leading hydration expert who oversaw the formulation to make sure we'd have the right components of a sports drink, but then also working with KJ at the Center for Dairy Research on the dairy application part. So it was really about bringing in the right experts to help with the process. And KJ, since you are one of those experts that work with product development, can you give us a little bit more in-depth process of just, you know, how this works and, you know, how long it can take? 
So Michelle is right, especially for entrepreneurs that are coming into the center. The center is especially designed to help them because most of the time they don't have a background in food science or science of any kind or product development. So they really need the support of the center, oftentimes to develop the product from the very beginning all the way through the end to commercialization. So the center is set up to do that. And because there are so many things that are involved, a lot of people think, well, I've got this great idea for this product. I should commercialize it. There's all kinds of people you know, that develop, they have this fantastic cookie or this great product idea. But the process of even the product development part can take a long time because you always will run into maybe technical issues that you've got to overcome. Flavor development can take a long time because you you want just the right flavor for that product. And then you eventually have to try it out on a small scale and then a larger scale. And there's always little things along the way that you don't realize can happen that end up making it difficult to make the product on a very large scale. So it might sound easy to some people, but it's actually a very involved process. It certainly is. And we thank you for the details. Uh, getting back to you, Michelle, we're kind of putting the spotlight on the Center for Dairy Research at the University of Wisconsin in Madison. So maybe you can explain from your own personal experience, you know, what kind of role did they play in developing this product? When I came to the center, I had a great idea, <laughs> some research showing uh, this should work, and some milky prototypes. So for anyone who hasn't tried Good Sport yet, Good Sport is a clear sports drink. It looks like a typical sports drink, and it has a thirst-quenching and refreshing taste. So it has the mouthfeel and, and the taste consumers would expect from a traditional sports drink, not a protein drink, but a sports drink. That part, I didn't know how to do. So I came to KJ and I said, you know, I really want this drink not to be milky. What do you think we could do? And she suggested ultra filtration. And so what, what she helped us do was ultra filter milk so that we could remove the protein because the proteins are what lead to milk's milkiness. And while the milk's proteins are great proteins for after a workout, they're high quality proteins, it's not great to consume them before or during a workout because the protein is slow to digest and can sit in the gut and cause, you know, some gastric distress when you're trying to work out. Mm -hmm. So when I got to the center, you know, KG suggested, why don't we ultra filter and remove the protein? And then we were able to harness the electrolytes, vitamins, and carbs carbs of milk in a clear liquid that I knew we could flavor and turn into a sports drink. So they helped us on the technical side with that, which was, a, you know, that was the game changer. That was the moment I knew that we could do this and that this was, this was meant to be. So technically they helped, but then KJ informed me, by the way, dairy processors ultra filter milk by the millions of tons every day to harness the protein and use the protein in applications like whey protein powders or to standardize cheeses, but they're unable to use the part of the milk that we need to make good sport. And uh, in the dairy industry, you refer to as milk permeate. We call it as our ingredient, ultra filtered deprotonized milk. And not only did they help with the development of the drink, but then educating us to that 
and then connecting us with dairy processors who would be able to supply this byproduct that has been going to waste so that we can rescue and upcycle it as opposed to taking tankers of milk and wasting the protein from it. We're actually rescuing and and upcycling this uh, dairy byproduct and turning it into our sports drinks. The center has helped us with the development, uh, procurement of our suppliers, talking to co-manufacturers, regulatory issues. There have been so many things. They've provided us access to research. I mean, it is just really invaluable, absolutely invaluable. And we for sure would not be here today without the Center for Dairy Research. We appreciate that thorough answer and all the insights involved. You've been listening to the voice of Michelle McBride. She's the founder and CEO of Good Sport Nutrition, and we are focusing today on Dairy Stream on Good Sport, which is a sports drink that is 97% dairy and really sounds like a fantastic product. I've been able to sample it myself, and I would recommend it and just recommend that later on in the podcast, we'll give you some insights on where you can pick it up. But a focus right now is on the Center for Dairy Research, and that is uh, K.J. Burrington's area of expertise. And K.J., I think dairy farmers realize that their checkoff dollars do go toward the Center for Dairy Research, and they always want to know return on investment. So tell us a little bit about what resources were already available to create this product through CDR, and also was this really a new focus for the center? Yeah, so that's a very good question. And I will say, yes, this we had worked with, again, this is a, a permeate ingredient we're talking about, mm-hmm. and we have been working with permeate actually since the year 2000. So that was when you really first started seeing dairy ingredient manufacturers take permeate and dry it and try to establish it as a food ingredient. So typically the, the sort of process for different ingredients that are produced in the industry Oftentimes, they start out as animal feed, and that's sort of the historical model that the dairy industry and many other agricultural industries have followed as well. So, you know, if you go back into the early 1900s, even skim milk was considered a waste product. Right, yes. It was fed to animals because the only product you took out of the milk was butter. So that's sort of a natural evolution for dairy ingredients as they are developed. So it's our goal, of course, at this, when I was at the center, to make sure that those ingredients are used in the highest value product that you possibly can put it in, which means food. Not that animal feed isn't important. It's obviously very important, especially for our farmers. But the ultimate goal for an ingredient is to use it in a food. So permeate really started out and we used it in a baked product. Lando Lakes was actually one of the very first companies that dried their whey permeate. We modeled a um, pound cake for them for an international food show called the Institute of Food Technologists. And we found out from that project that the minerals in permeate actually were very salty. So Mm. there was no focus on hydration, but there was a lot of focus on flavor. We ended up having to take all the salt salt out of that pound cake in order to use, you know, four or 5% permeate in the product. And at that time, we didn't even talk about the fact that we, we removed the salt. So 10 years later in 2010, DMI came to me and said, KJ, you know what? Reducing sodium is actually going to be a huge trend in the United States 
we need to to think about how dairy ingredients can be part of that role. Is there anything in the dairy ingredient world that we can use to help reduce sodium? And I said, absolutely there is. In 2000, we started playing with permeate and we discovered it had a really strong salty character. So 10 years later, we picked up that research and we started expanding it and then developed a whole bunch of different products that use permeate to reduce sodium. So when Michelle came to visit me, I also was aware of the research focused on milk and hydration. We had played around with dried permeate and and actually made a sort of a dry version of a, we'll call it a, it was called a dairy mineral thirst quencher for one of our IFT shows in 2012. And it was kind of our attempt. It was going to start out as a belly wash for kids. And then I said, no, 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 no. This is way more than that. There's all (laughs) kinds of, there's all kinds of valuable minerals in this product. And the two of them are sodium and potassium. So when Michelle walked in our door at CDR and said, I want to develop a sports drink with milk, and this is what I've got so far, I immediately was thinking to myself, we got to do this a different way. So that's how we kind of got her down the road of, of using one of these underutilized milk components because there's all kinds of valuable things in milk in general, and all of the components have a lot of value as well. A great background story, well said by uh, KJ Burrington. She is one of our guests today, actually retired from Dairy Ingredient Cultured Products and Beverage Coordinator at the Center for Dairy Research in the University of Wisconsin-Madison and now still active uh, in the industry uh, for ADPI. And uh, again, just we could do an entire podcast just on the Center for Dairy Research and how it really does give you bang for your buck and return on investment for the dollars through the checkoff. But we're focusing today on that uh, sports drink called Good Sport. It's a sports drink that is 97% uh, dairy and really does a, a great job in providing flavor and value to our children really to all of us. And KJ, just want to stay with you for a moment on this. And Michelle, you can add your comments as well. But Good Sport Project did receive help from CDR's Turbo Program. And I'm not quite sure how much of our audience understands what the Turbo Program is. So can you kind of explain what it is and also how you it helped you out on this project? So the Turbo Program was really developed to help transfer a lot of the technologies that CDR had developed over the years that hadn't really found their way into the commercial space. The Turbo Program helps entrepreneurs like Michelle, but also companies to come in, get them familiar with technologies that CDR already has available, but also help them to commercialize maybe an idea that they have that CDR has helped them develop. Oftentimes, entrepreneurs especially will come in and they don't necessarily have the linkages to help support their business. So the Turbo program gives them that. So they give them ties to other university programs that are available to them to help with business development, maybe to help them connect with more co-manufacturers, to help them get business training. So it's really to, to give not only the science side of a product, but also the business side to entrepreneurs and other companies. And Michelle, you want to just add how this actually impacted your company and the project you were working on? Yes. Being a member of the Turbo program gives an entrepreneur access, as KJ mentioned, to just a 
breadth of business resources as well. So if you need help with uh, developing your business plan and writing that out, they have resources. If you need help, myriad types of legal help that you might need um, for, you know, patenting, trademarking, investment uh, advice, or otherwise, they can make recommendations and help you out there. They were also really helpful in providing us access to grant opportunities. You know, the dairy industry offers many grant opportunities uh, to help develop other products and, um, you know, market dairy products in certain ways. And if you're not already in the dairy industry, you'd have no way of knowing about them. So it really just, it provides a deeper access to the dairy industry as well and other opportunities. Well, certainly you provide a lot of positive check marks, both of you on the relationship uh, between the Center for Dairy Research and of course, good sports nutrition and your product. But I would assume that like anything else, uh, the road isn't completely smooth and there are some bumps in the road and some challenges. So let's just start with you, Michelle, and what type of challenges did you face when creating the product? You know, the challenges that I faced were not CDR related. Mm, okay. <laughs> challenges. <laughs> the, you know, they were they were the ones that were helping to overcome the challenges. You know, you the, the CDR provides an opportunity. I mean, an entrepreneur you know pays for their lab time and stuff at the CDR, but it's a lot less expensive than if you were to go to another commercial lab and you know try to set up your own, which would at least for us be completely cost prohibitive. But what they helped overcome and the problems they helped overcome was you know for we had no expertise to know how to ultrafilter milk. We did not know about milk permeate uh, and that it could be used for our purposes in this way. And so really they helped overcome those types of challenges and, and have also helped, you know, when there's plenty of supply of milk permeate, but turning that into a supply chain is a whole other animal. And so KJ and I worked very closely together on that as well. And so really the CDR was a tool. If anything, I would give a plug for providing more more resources to the CDR <laughs> so that they have, you know, more technologies available for not just startup companies, but more established companies to help them with the development of their products. I mean, if you don't have the expertise to know how to do it, it's not going to get done. So for that, I'd say these are 100% dollars well spent and always worth supporting more you want to support innovation in dairy for sure. Well, that was a pretty good testimonial. Thank you, Michelle. What about you, KJ? I mean, was this just, hey, no problems, this move ahead with this project, or did you pop up a few gray hairs during the time? Yeah, that's a good question. I think I got the gray hairs. (laughs) (laughs) I got the gray hairs, and KJ KJ talked me down. That's right. So that's another part of my role at the center is to talk some of these entrepreneurs off the ledge. Um, so, so there were challenges, but fortunately, over the 20 plus years I was there and the secure funding, honestly, that the dairy farmers, especially the dairy farmers of Wisconsin provided, it enabled me to develop a lot of experience with different dairy ingredients so that I could be much more help and support for Michelle when her project started. So it wasn't that we didn't have challenges, but I will say the 
experience that I was able to accumulate helped get through some of those challenges a little bit more quickly. So I can't say enough good things about the dairy farmers of Wisconsin and their support for this center because it has been very consistent. They've increased funding when they have needed to, and that helps to have people there that have the expertise and the ability to really help companies, big and small, frankly, to introduce new products into the market and and to be truly innovative. So that's something that the center is always going to focus on and always be able to help companies with is to work on innovation and help the dairy industry in the U.S. to compete, frankly, with the rest of the world. And certainly as we're checking in the value of your checkoff dollars, you as producers should be proud of the positive results you're getting for the dollars sent to the Center for Dairy Research at the University of Wisconsin in Madison. And in particular, we're focusing in on one of the products that really came through uh, those dollars in the research, and that's good sport. And before we take our first break of our podcast today here on Dairy Stream, I do have one more question for you, Michelle, and that is when it comes to marketing. What are some of the key areas in marketing for this new product? Good Sport is a sports drink that delivers superior hydration that's backed by science in a clear thirst-quenching beverage. It has 33% more electrolytes than traditional sports drinks with a third the sugar. And we've got science showing that it provides truly effective hydration, that it provides rapid and long-lasting hydration. So we have this wonderful new sports drink that's all natural with superior efficacy attributes. And the vehicle to do that is milk, this known trusted ingredient that has this wonderful healthy halo around it. So our marketing efforts are differentiated in terms of the differentiation we have with our product. But in addition to that, you know, we also have this focus on good. We keep good at the core of everything we do. We talk about good for you. Our products are made from natural ingredients to help athletes stay healthy and perform better. Good for the planet. We're upcycling a our main ingredient and good for sport. We're using our platform to inspire a more positive culture in sports and fitness that's aimed at getting more people in the game. So we're taking a much more purposeful approach to marketing than maybe uh, has been seen in the industry so far. And KJ, is there anything you want to add to that? Yes, I'd also like to explain that in the market today, clean label is a very important trend. There are many consumers that are looking at labels and they're trying to understand what ingredients are in their food. And that's not everybody, but it's a lot of consumers. And the great thing about Good Sport is that it fits perfectly into that clean label space. It uses natural flavors, natural colors, natural sweeteners. The product also has all these naturally occurring vitamins and minerals that already exist in milk. If somebody else would come along and try to develop a product like that, they would have to add every single vitamin and mineral to the product that's naturally occurring in milk. So the ingredient legend would get very long. It would have would be full of all kinds of names that aren't not familiar to most consumers. So Michelle has really hit this product in terms of marketing the clean label right on. 
And again, you've been listening to the voice of K.J. Burrington. She, along with Michelle McBride, are the guests today on our dairy stream. Michelle, by the way, is the founder and CEO of Good Sport Nutrition, and we are talking about Good Sport today and the role the Center for Dairy Research really does in supporting a dairy-based sport beverage like that. In the next part of our podcast, we're going to talk about what is the future of dairy-based sports beverages. That coming up, I'm Mike Austin for Dairy Stream. And we'll be right back with our Dairy Stream podcast after we hear from our sponsor. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin exists to be a tireless advocate, marketer, and promoter for Wisconsin dairy farmers and to drive demand for Wisconsin dairy products. The organization represents Wisconsin farm families and works to increase the sale and consumption of Wisconsin milk and dairy products, as well as build trust in dairy farmers and the industry. Organizational initiatives include generating national publicity, managing digital advertising, and driving sales, distribution, and trial through retail and food service promotions. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin also supports in-school education about the benefits of dairy and funding for the Center for Dairy Research at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. For more information and to sign up for our monthly newsletter, visit wisconsindairy.org. Well, thanks for listening to Dairy Stream. It's brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Today, uh, we are talking about Good Sport, which launched a sports drink that is 97% dairy and really aims to compete nationally against some of the leading brands. It became reality through the good work of uh, the Center for Dairy Research and really supporting both those groups and letting us get some insights into the whole process and really what is the future for uh, this market is uh, K.J. Burrington. She is a retired dairy ingredient, cultured products, and beverages coordinator at the Center for Dairy Research at the UW in Madison. She's still very active in the dairy industry at ADPI. And also Michelle McBride, who is the founder and CEO of Good Sport Nutrition. And Michelle, want to continue our podcast talking a little bit about how does this product really compete in kind of that sports drink market? Yeah, so I alluded to some of that before the break. The product itself really competes at the top of the sports drink market. You know, Mm -hmm. as we discussed, it's got all natural ingredients. It's got more electrolytes than the leading sports drinks by far with proven efficacy that's been, you know, backed by scientific studies. And so you add that together with the fact that it's all being delivered by milk, which is, again, this ingredient that is so trusted and consumers really believe in it. They believe milk can can deliver uh, the level of electrolytes and, and vitamins and that they, it can deliver the hydration efficacy that we've been talking about. And so all in all, uh, it, it competes real well in the sports drink market. And KJ, I want to ask you a question. Obviously, we've you know, been very positive about the checkoff dollars, how they've worked for, you know, with the Center for Dairy Research, how we've developed some new products, uh, positive responses we've got, such as today's product. We're talking about good sport. But they also, you know, when you talk about dairy sales in particular, when it comes to fluid milk, some people might look at this as this competition to fluid milk. Is this going to try to enhance fluid milk? Just from your perspective and years of experience, what role do you feel this plays in the future of fluid milk sales? So I think one of the things Good Sport does for fluid milk is that it makes people aware of the hydration characteristics of fluid milk. 
most consumers that drink milk or even used to drink milk would not have thought of milk as being a way to hydrate. So I have a a father who's 89 years old. He's not good about drinking water. So Mm -hmm. I'm always telling him, dad, you like milk? Have a glass of milk. So, you know, have one with every meal, have one before you go to bed, because I know, especially in the older population, they are not good about staying hydrating and milk is going to be great at doing that. Besides also providing lots of great protein and also energy in the lactose in milk. So I think what Good Sport is really going to do to people is to sort of focus their attention back on milk for a completely different benefit. And they're going to go, wow, I didn't know milk did that. Maybe I should start drinking more milk again. So it's it's going to help Good Sport, but it's also going to help fluid milk. Um, I truly believe it, especially in today's market where consumers are frankly shifting even more away from fluid milk because they're, they've been attracted to all these plant-based beverages that are out there. We need some really good positive news about fluid milk. So we're doing that. I think we're trying to do a better job on the sustainability side, but even this discussion about hydration is going to be new for consumers. And I'm hoping that that will make them think a little bit differently about food milk. Well, thank you very much for your perspective on that. And uh, again, we are getting some good insights into some good research that's been done by the Center for Dairy Research in a new product on the market called Good Sport. The founder and CEO of Good Sport Nutrition is Michelle McBride. And Michelle, I appreciate all the insights you've shared on the roller coaster ride you had and uh, being very candid about you know how much information you needed to get and how much you knew. And I commend you for being an entrepreneur. If there are other processors companies that really want to innovate in dairy uh, with all the experience now you have what advice do you have for them you know it's a great question because when i started i wasn't setting out to innovate in dairy i was looking for a natural sports drink that would provide truly effective hydration and it just so happened that milk was what was enabled me to do that and so, and as I've talked to people in the dairy industry who have really just been amazing with the excitement and enthusiasm they have shared over the whole idea and the product, the sentiment that has been shared has been, you know, wow, we, we didn't think of it that way. We didn't look at milk that way. And maybe it's not staring so hard at the milk and it's looking more at the forest through the trees, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, well said. That we, yeah. And so what is it, you know, that we are trying to accomplish and can it be done with milk? We now know, you know, milk is packed with so many important nutrients. And I think there's new innovations coming out each and every day. And as you start to look at problems and real needs, consumer needs, the innovation will come. Talking with both Michelle and KJ, and I'd like you both to answer this, but as long as we're talking with you, Michelle, let's just kind of move along to this as far as looking out into the future from, again, from your perspective, what you've accomplished thus far, the kind of marketing you're hoping to do and have done already, and the way you're kind of looking at the marketplace. How do you really anticipate, uh, you know, a milk or dairy-based sports drink, you know, to progress in the future? Clearly, I'm uh, betting on it. 
we are getting such positive response. I mean, overwhelmingly positive response from consumers, from retailers, from sports health professionals, from athletes, from professional athletes down to youth athletes. I think we have a real big opportunity here to take a slice of the really big sports drink market. So I think that the potential is is really big and that these sports drinks are, are going to progress and become mainstream in the future. KJ, do you concur? Yes, I do. Um, but I will kind of give a note of caution. Um, recently, I prepared a presentation for one of our ADPI training programs on sports drinks and kind of had Innova Market Insights look at the last five years for dairy-based versus plant-based sports beverages and other, we'll just say in this case, it was more protein-focused beverages. Mm-hmm. And the the dairy-based beverages have actually slowed down in terms of introductions for new products. And the plant-based products are sort of ramping up. So I will say that we we need to make sure that we continue our efforts in developing more dairy-based sports drinks because those, of course, are going to provide the most benefits for the consumers. And and the plant-based products do not deliver what a dairy-based product will deliver. Um, So we need to be really conscious of that, and I think we need to communicate that to consumers as best we can. Just one add-on for you, KJ, then, and I'll let you comment as well, Michelle, but just the case, you know, you had mentioned earlier about people and their focus on reading the labels. Do you think because of all the positive they find on that label, though, that will help enhance it, promote it properly, uh, the sale of these, you know, more dairy-based sports beverages? I'm hoping so. Consumers kind of contradict themselves in that space sometimes, too, because if you look at the plant-based beverages, their ingredient legends are much longer. Yes, they are. For some reason, consumers are willing to accept that and aren't as concerned about that. And I haven't quite figured out why, Uh, because, again, the same consumers that are so focused on healthy ingredients and healthy products seem to be able to ignore these long ingredient legends that we find on plant based just because they think plants are healthier for them or they're healthier for the planet or something like that. And I will say the plant companies started many years ago communicating to consumers, whether it was true or not, communicating that their products were more sustainable and better for the planet. So we have Mm -hmm. some catching up to do, even though our farmers are great stewards of the land and have been working on sustainability, they do it naturally as a part of their business because it just makes sense and it makes good business sense. So I think we have to do a better job of, of communicating both of those aspects of dairy better, get better, good for the planet and also better for you nutritionally. And Michelle, I'll let you add a, a couple of final words on that question. When I first met with Dr. Bob Murray to share this idea, and I talked about the fact that I was giving my son chocolate milk after his workouts, his immediate comment to me was, oh yeah, milk has very high quality proteins. Those are the best for after a workout. And I said, really, there's a difference (laughs) in level of proteins? I mean, you know, before this, I was just an ordinary consumer with no background in sports nutrition. And he said, oh yeah. And, you know, he went into detail and, and described why. And I think that maybe if the messaging 
can talk about the different quality of proteins uh, between dairy-based and plant-based, I think it would really behoove the uh, dairy industry um, because it resonated with me as a consumer. And as I repeat that, I find more and more people saying, oh, wow. And they head out and they start buying chocolate milk for their kids for after sports because, again, it's believable. People trust in dairy. So I think it's just one other way that we can help improve, you know, dairy in the sports nutrition category. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. I think into the future, how it's messaged, as you said, and also just what kind of things are stressed and the positive impacts. Hopefully that will not only carve a niche in the market, but help it become more of a leader in the market as well. Unfortunately, our time on Dairy Stream goes too quickly. I want to thank both of you for your insights. And I just want to uh, finish with you, Michelle, as far as we've got people's interest, we've shared the hint, the history. Now we want them to the sample and be able to enjoy a good sport. Where is the product available? Well, the product is available in retailers across the Midwest. You can check out the website to see uh, where the location is closest to you. And it's also available on Amazon and on our website, goodsport.com. That is the founder and CEO of Good Sport Nutrition, Michelle McBride. We thank her again for her expertise and all her time on today's Dairy Stream. Also, K.J. Burrington, a retired dairy ingredient cultured products and beverage coordinator at the Center for Dairy Research at the University of Wisconsin in Madison and still active in the dairy industry at ADPI. Again, I thank them for their candor, their insights, and for uh, you know painting an interesting picture of what could be happening when it comes to uh, dairy-based sports beverages, not only today, but into the future. As always, I want to give a big thank you to uh, Joanna Guza for her outstanding efforts in producing and editing Dairy Stream, and also to you, our listeners, for checking to learn more about your return on investment on your dairy research dollars and the creation now of a product that really places dairy as a true option in the sports drink market. Till next time, I'm Mike Austin. This has been Dairy Stream. The Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative would like to thank you for listening to Dairy Stream. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please subscribe and rate Dairy Stream. We value your feedback. And if there's something you'd like to hear, just email us, podcast at dairyforward.com.